welcome to JR Out Loud, the podcast of Jewish Renaissance. I'm Judy Herman, and for me, this is a very special podcast. My first out and about again after lockdown, rather than sitting in my study on Zoom, but much more important and exciting. After following the progress of little Amal, the giant puppet of a nine-year-old refugee girl who set out to cross Europe from Turkey to the UK back in July, I finally got to join the crowds thronging the steps of St Paul's Cathedral, along with the leaders of different faith communities, to welcome little Amal to the city. And actually, I do end this podcast on Zoom, catching up later on with David Lamb, the theatre maker who's one of the main inspirational figures behind the creation of little Amal, who shared her walk across Europe. He spoke to me from Oxford, where little Amal went next to meet a girl who equalled her in size, a huge puppet of Lewis Carroll's Alice, there to celebrate the 150th anniversary of Alice Through the Looking Glass. But now, come with me to St Paul's and listen to the band. crowds here. They're not all involved, but they know all about it, and here they are, ready to greet little Omar along with the band and the official party. I can't tell you how many people there are here, all different ages, loads of children and even dogs. Did you know where you are now is the best position at the... Anyway. Yeah, well done you. So, do you know all about little Omar? Oh, do, you know, do you know all about the puppet? Can I see the refugee? Yes. Has anyone told you how, how very tall she is? About three columns high, I think. Yeah, she's about three metres tall, but she is a little girl. And this weekend she's going to be ten. Tomorrow. Yeah. So you are really in a very special place. Matthew, tell the lady what you did at school. Oh, tell me all about it. We made puppets. Did you? Were they three metres tall? No. No. <laughs> wow. And what, what were the puppets communicating to the infants? That we were allowing anybody, any colour in. They're learning every, every colour. Wow, you are amazing. Are you nine as well? Nine. <laughs> How old are you? Seven. Wow. OK. Well, I hope you won't be three metres tall when you're nine. <laughs> And what's your first name? Matty. Matty, what a lovely name. And, and do you, have you come far today to be here? No. Where do you live? Lewisham. Lewisham. Oh, they had an event there yesterday. yesterday oh, were well, you at it? Yes. Your school is part of one of the most important boroughs. It's a, a borough sanctuary for refugees. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Must be proud. Absolutely. And the schools are all very involved, I guess. The school were very involved. They wanted to send all the children to Deptford on, mm. on buses, but they knew it wasn't possible. Mm. So only a few years got to go to Deptford. Did she get to go or is she doing today? Just so? made the puppets at school. Mm. I think being here today might be a pretty good stand-in. Absolutely. Um, my friend Nina sells some cakes for refugees. Oh, that's wonderful. I bet they were delicious too. So... That's what they call a win-win situation. The per person who gets the cake has a lovely 
delicious treat and you're raising money so you feel good about that and the money's doing good that's very good isn't it really good <laughs> well, well done you Maybe she's a bit nervous. Which she's the puppet. And the puppet's nervous, Animal. yes. Might oh, be yeah. a little bit like apprehensive. Well, it's interesting because she's Quite walked is. through eight countries and several thousand miles, and she's met so many people. And I think the one, all the people she's loved the best have been the children, like her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So she probably can't yeah. really wait to meet you. Really. She feels most at home with children, I think. Oh, you're there she right. Is. Here she is. Look. Oh. <laughs> oh, look! Oh, the excitement! <laughs> she could be the greatest film star in the world. She'd never get a welcome as big as this. It really is an appropriate welcome for a girl so tall who's been through so much. I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> better believe it, you can, you can hear it too. We all better believe it. Well, she certainly brought the traffic to a standstill. I hope the people on the bus are thrilled. <laughs> Rather than the frustrated. Oh, it's very moving to see her after all this time. Following her online. And hearing about her and talking to people about her. Honestly, in some strange way, she doesn't look any bigger than any other child. She's very, very beautiful. Of course, as she makes her way through the crowd, she's stopping to engage with people. She's looking round, she's looking pleased, as you can hear. The crowd is certainly pleased. Church here also. 
So please don't give up. Keep walking. Knock on those doors. They will be delighted to receive you and receive your gift. Go on, little Amal. Everybody, go on, little Amal. Go on, little Amal. Salam Aleikum. Salam Aleikum. Shalom, peace. Shalom, peace. You are welcome. You are welcome. When Abraham, Abraham came to Al-Quds, Jerusalem, he was welcomed by the king with bread and salt. We welcome you with our whole hearts. Refugees are welcome here. The message couldn't be plainer or more hopeful or more welcoming and inclusive. Amal, I welcome you to England on behalf of the British and particularly the Sikh community. We are very sad to see young children like you have to flee from terrible conflict. These conflicts, unfortunately, are exploited by other countries for their own prosperity. Amal, I'm very sorry that innocent people like you have to flee from their homes. And when you ask for refuge, you're treated very badly, often by those countries that have fueled the conflict and made the settled communities into refugees. We need to understand that we are all equal members of the human family, irrespective of religion, color, or ethnicity. This understanding is necessary in working together for a cohesive community to get justice and peace, in which Amal children like you can live happily with their families. Let's say, welcome to St. Paul's. Welcome to St. Paul's. We bring a letter from Tarsus, where St. Paul was from, and you're going to knock on the door of this great cathedral. It will be open. Let's say, it will be open for you. It will be open to you. Little Amal, you are welcome here in London. You are welcome here in Britain. Let's encourage Amal as she climbs the steps to St. Paul's. And she's going up the steps now, and it's extraordinary. You just forget that she's a puppet, she's a girl. You listen to the crowd, she will do it. <laughs> getting Carter. The whole crowd seems to know it's right to 
slow down. Look at her bending down to the crowd. She's had a beautiful welcoming song from the choir. And they're walking off now. Amal, Amal, welcome to St. Paul's Cathedral. It's a joy for us to welcome you to this world-famous cathedral. This building, which is a symbol of three things. The first is that the dome is known around the world as a symbol of London. We welcome people here from all over the world, and you are most welcome to be with us. And our doors are big enough to receive you. And our hope for London is that it is big enough to receive all those who seek refuge in this city.
The dome is also known as a symbol in London of the whole world. If you come to London, you can see the dome and it reminds you that we are connected to the world around us. We are connected to people like us in all their diversity with our hopes and their fears and their struggles. London is the most diverse city in the history of the world ever. And there is a place here for everyone. And that is our hope for London. And the dome is also a symbol in the middle of the city of heaven. It points us beyond ourselves and the world around us to long for life, beauty, truth, and goodness beyond what we see in the world around us. And our hope is that we will look beyond what is and bring into being what we hope will be. Amal. Your visit connects together our world, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. This building is inspired by St. Paul, and if you look up, you will see pictures of St. Paul across the building. And together with my colleagues, the bishops, today's successors of St. Paul, we thank you for the wonderful gift that you have carried right across Europe from St. Paul's birthplace in Turkey, thousands of miles away, a gift which is a sign of our hope, the hope that you symbolize, our hope for the future. Amal, as St. Paul inspired Christian faith and connected people across the world, so may your journey inspire us and connect us together as we hope for compassion and care for all. May God bless you and those who walk with you and make your hope our reality. Thank you. A wonderful welcome. I just noticed Amal's beautiful eyes are what makes her so real. I'm not going to say lifelike, real. Are we going to sing for her, kids? smiling. <laughs> it's so moving. It's really moving. Right, I know. Rabbi Laura Dunning. 
Klausner. Have I got that right? Easier to write than to say. Oh, my say. gosh, yeah. <laughs> and you look gorgeous. Thank you. But so does Amal. was amazing. Just, well, there's some of the way she bends down to the children. It's I know, so, so affecting. Good. I agree. It's incredible. Uh, is it something about the way her eyes move? She's alive. For me, she's alive. She's alive, first of all, because the puppetry is off the scale. Yep. But more, she's alive because she resonates in our bodies and our souls because we know that refugees, refugees have to be welcome. They absolutely have to be welcome. So the message that she brings, a nine-year-old child looking for her mother is a refugee that resonates for all of us. And your welcome was very beautiful. I mean, you brought our faith into it, didn't you? It's lovely. Thank you. And Islam. Yes, that was not so clever that you got them together. Thank you. you did brilliantly. What now? What are you going to do now? With your today, shabbat? my Shabbat. Oh, I'm going home. This was instead of synagogue. This is the way I pray today. Yeah, with my, I this is absolutely prayer. Yeah, prayer for refugees. Prayer for the future of citizens and those people who don't have citizenship. More to the point, to be able to get over the conflict and also meanness that stops people welcoming across borders mm. when people are in dire need. Yeah. Generosity yeah. and love and compassion. Yeah. This is about compassion. You see little Amal and you co-passion with her. Yes. You are connected with her. Yes, totally. There's something about what... Oh, did you hear the moment where people spotted her? Yeah, and then she so did amazing. stop the traffic. And then she just moved into sight. Yes, and then there was a bus that was yes. like, get out the way, big bus. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think cool. it was quite interesting because if you're stuck on the bus, you probably... Can you imagine being on the bus? Well, they might have been thrilled. Yes. <laughs> Who is this? Yeah, no, it's yeah. cool. No, it's Brilliant. very, very, very cool. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope something will come of it because it has caught the public imagination all across Europe and the world. Yeah, yeah, it's hit them. It's, it's, it hits your solar plexus. Yeah, and I just, just thought, this many people turning up, I suppose it's wherever she goes as far as I can make out. Well, I think it needs to impact on government policy, that's what matters. I wonder, I hope so. That there should be safe and legal routes for refugees yes, to apply okay. for asylum yes. safely and legally within this country, that they don't have to be forced by the system to illegally yeah. enter. So yeah. they are blamed for illegal entry, but it's our Thank responsibility for not having a way that they can apply legally for entry. And to be accepted or rejected. Yes, I completely agree with you, obviously, but I, I do think this might actually help in some way to raise at least public consciousness. Yeah, please God. Yeah, please God, exactly. Thank, Thank you. you so Shabbat shalom, so nice to see you. Thank you, Laura. Ibrahim, yeah. I thought you were absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Uh, we were from religious abuse, yeah. we know each other. Yes, yes. Of course oh, do you? Yes, of course. Stephen, isn't Stephen, it? yes. yes. Oh, how yeah. lovely. <laughs> My husband would work with Religion for Peace, which is message today. And Ibrahim, you're here to represent the Muslim community. What were your feelings on and your emotions on seeing little Amal? Yeah, it was very touching as I saw her walk up the road. I've seen pictures and I've seen videos, yeah. but to see it in real life really brought you home that she's carrying the hopes of so many who have been left behind. It was wonderful to see our communities here so welcoming and giving so much hope for people who are in need of, of help. And we've always been a country that has welcomed others in need for centuries. Uh, long may that continue.
absolutely Ibrahim you know and you look magnificent as well but what I loved about her was she's very tall but she's still nine she is like a child and there's something about her movement and her eyes it was so beautiful yeah, the puppeteers have been just amazing and the people who built it um, I saw some videos in which they showed how they put everything together it's been a phenomenal piece of uh, engineering if I could say and uh, design yeah. and uh, uh, tens of hours if not hundreds of hours yeah. must have been put into practicing uh, all the movements and, and it's so realistic and the children just loved it children love yeah, puppets and, and yeah, they, it's caught I think international imagination which is just a beautiful thing anyway and I don't want to keep you any longer but shalom and salam thank you uh, I'm Lucy Winkett, and oh, um, I was here at St Paul's Cathedral, which yes. is why I'm here on the steps. Reverend Lucy the Reverend Lucy Winkett, oh, exactly, yes. Shalom, shalom. So uh, it was wonderful to be part of this event, absolutely wonderful. And to be here with Rabbi Laura and Ibrahim and representatives from Roman Catholic Church and the Buddhist faith, it's just really fantastic to be here with everyone. Yes. I was just listening to hear that it had to be moved here because it was getting so big. Well, it was... I, I was involved with it right at the beginning, and um, they, we just had a, we just had some meetings. And obviously, it's a massive project. But um, at one point, they thought they might come down uh, where my church is currently and kind of do a walk around there. But in fact, St Paul's is much better because it's a much bigger place. And the symbolism of the doors opening, you know, um, amazing, amazing. And, and did you? You obviously did realise it's going to be a big crowd. Yes. Yes. Heart-stopping and emotional. It was heart-stopping. That's a really good word for it, actually. I think it's hard to remember that she's a puppet, you know? She's so real and lifelike. And actually, um, it really stirs people's emotions. And I think that's so important to remember that we're all one. You know, Jew, Muslim, Christian, anyone from any faith, no faith, we are one humanity. And that's the really important thing. And you can you can see with events like this, that kind of reminds us that that's the case. Yes, so Totally. And that, as you say, there's something about seeing her, the way her eyes move, and her expression is solemn but beautiful. Exactly. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing after, <laughs> I, after looking at it on film. Online, of course. Online. Yeah. Just, just so No, they're, they're so skillful. And I think art projects like this are really evocative and yeah. important to kind of help to generate hope and to help to um, remind us that we're yeah. all connected, you know. <laughs> Whose idea was it to use consider yourself at home? Oh, I don't know, actually. It was a brilliant, I don't know. absolutely brilliant. It was fun, wasn't it? Because it was, again, it was a really nice, um, a really nice London song, yes, you know. And, um, exactly. And it's from Oliver, I yes, think. Yes, it is. It? Yes. And, <laughs> and I think that, uh, I mean, Oliver. There is a there is a very famous scene from Oliver called on, on the steps of St Paul's called right. "Feed the Birds." But uh, yes, it was of course. A, it's a different it's, song. Yeah, but, but it's much, uh, much better. But Oliver's <laughs> such a London, yeah, such an old-fashioned London nineteenth-century. Everybody, everybody got stuck. Oh, very good. Well, I, should, I think we're. You need to go. Yeah. And, We've been told to stop. Thank you so much for, for uh, stopping me. It's been oh, a I'm so glad pleasure to meet you. I no, really you. appreciate your words. Thank you. Not God bless. And your part in the project. Would you mind telling me your names and how old you are first? Oh, I'm Amy. I'm nine. Right. And I'm Romilly and I'm nine. Oh, what wonderful names. And so you've been doing the singing. Wow. That must have felt so amazing. Have you been following Little Amal's journey before you came here? I just heard, I heard from our music teacher that we would be swinging here for a mile. What did you think when you first saw her? That she was bigger than I thought she would be. <laughs>
And, and what did you think? Well, we heard that she'd be 3.5 metres, but I didn't realise that's that tall. I mean, we saw the bus coming down the road and it, it yeah. was like almost as tall. Yes, she was. She really was. And yet, when she bent down, did, did, what were your emotions? What did you think? Because to me, it was like watching a, a real child and I got quite tearful. It's really quite sad thinking about refugees and how they have to leave their homes to, like... like why do they have to leave their parents just because of war or hunger or something? It's, it, it's really sad and emotional. Did that bring it home to you then, seeing the Flamal? Did that increase your emotion? It makes me, it, it makes me feel more happy that people are welcoming mm. refugees. Because yes. like, you hear so much whether people are not welcoming them. It was amazing yeah. to be in this crowd, wasn't it? I mean, I, the noise and everything. But what did you think when you first saw her, actually got closer to her? Um, I thought it was amazing how they, how um, someone could walk that far. <laughs> just, just, it's just amazing. Yes, isn't it? And there's something about, I worked it out, for me it was her eyes. They were very real. And I didn't think of her as being enormous, I just thought about her being a child. And, it was, and, I, and so many people coming. So, well, now tell me about the singing, because that's really something. You were actually part of this. So you were singing the, the Consider Yourself song? Yes, we were singing Consider Yourself. And we're in our school, um, Camp Swan School Choir. Mm, I thought um, you might be. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, it's a really good song, I think. It's lovely, yeah, absolutely. And, and do you like that song? Um, Yes, I thought I think we could have been a bit louder, but I really liked yeah. it. it. It felt really welcoming. Yeah, it's got all the right words, hasn't it? I kept forgetting the words, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you've had to learn them. That's good. So, because you know they were giving out bits of paper, and I've known that musical for a very long time, obviously. But it was we nice to have the, the words. We've never watched the musical. Oh, well, no. you must. look! I think it's available online. It's incredible. It's really exciting. So, if you do one thing. Off the back of this, I know you should. I know you're doing. I hope you're going to do projects and help refugees, but I think you should watch Oliver as well, just to see where it fits in. Anyway, go and have a lovely day then. And thank you for talking to me. I really appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Bye. They were great. Thank you. <laughs> so, what did you two make of it actually? And bringing children to it. I thought it was really, really lovely. Um, I kind of wanted to parachute Boris Johnson and Pretty Patel down into the middle of it and see what happened to them because I don't think it would have been pretty. Was my feelings there? That's a lovely. Yeah. And what about you? I didn't really have anything as well. I, I, I just like the whole, uh, the whole spirit of it. Uh, I don't, I don't know if. Uh, I would like to think it's representative of London. I don't think it is, um, but you know we can be we can be hopeful. Uh, I don't I don't agree that it's the most diverse city in the history of the world, but uh, you know what can you do? But anyway, let's try and be ho hopeful. It's a nice it's a nice idea. In a sense, it was almost more important for the adults and for the children because for, like, for the last five years we've had this kind of rhetoric of if you're not born in the UK, you don't belong here. You've been here too long. Get out. And I think probably about half the parents in Campbell School, our kids' school. Are probably not born in the UK. So whilst the children think of themselves as British and have known and never known anything else, I think a lot of the parents don't necessarily. So I think that message is as important for you know for our generation as it is for the younger generation. Thank you. Thank you. But now let's leave St Paul's as the clock tolls the hour and join me back in my study on Zoom to speak to David Lan, who's just been out and about with Little Amal 
in Oxford. David, it's so great to see you. How's your day been so far with Alice in Wonderland? I long. Think? It's been long, um, but it's been good. It's been good. We've been in Oxford. We are in Oxford. Well, I'm just outside Oxford now. <laughs> um, though we've been in Oxford in the centre of the city, um, doing a long walk through the centre of Oxford with Amal, but also with a similar-sized puppet of Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And the theme of it has been Amal meets Alice. It's the 150th anniversary of the writing, I think, of Alice in Wonderland. So that's what we've been doing today. That's extraordinary. I had no idea that she was going to meet another puppet. The same size. You see, another a tall puppet. Wow. Very big puppet. I mean, deliberately made to be of equal size. That's just fantastic. Was it made by also by Handspring? No, no, it was made by people commissioned by the Story Museum in Oxford. Is it so will it still be possible to see her then? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess she's part of a uh, exhibition about Alice in Wonderland at the oh, Story Museum. Yeah, have to go and see that. So, could you possibly have predicted the level of interest, both among, for example, the press and just people as you pass through the different countries? It's been unprecedented, extraordinary. I don't know what to say. Miraculous, almost. Miraculous is a good word. Um, could we have anticipated it? No. I mean, we wanted it, and we hoped for it, but we couldn't have anticipated that we would get it. Um, I suppose that when we were setting this thing up and planning it and trying to work out how to do it, we realised that the way to get attention for the child refugees, which is obviously the, you know, to say the obvious is the intention. We needed to tell a very, very simple story. It needed to be very simple. And it needed to be conceived in such a way as that anybody could get behind it. Um, and I guess it's gratifying that that seems to have worked. But it's also because of the brilliant, brilliant team who've held the thing together. It's very big and complex operation and held it together very well. But it's also gratifying because it seems to be true, what we hoped was true, uh, which is that there are tens of millions of people who are of goodwill and who are prepared to engage at whatever level. We hope a deep level, but at whatever level, with the needs of vulnerable people. Yes, that seems to have been the way. I, um, I'll come back to that in a moment. But just just to also ask you, I wasn't sure how much have you actually been following her in person? I, I think it's more than... I mean, you've been in some of the other countries, haven't you? Is that right? I've been everywhere. Everywhere? You've been I've been all... everywhere. I've been wow. every step of the way. I, I, well, you know, I, I started this thing with a few other people about now three years ago, and I've been on it all the time. And we had two weeks of training in London, and then we had three weeks of training in Turkey, in Antalya, and then we started from Gaziantep on the 27th of July. We took a little break, gave everybody, including Amal, a rest, um, <laughs> just after we crossed from Turkey to Greece, and I've been on it uh, every step of the way. Oh, I did not realise that. Oh, I'm, well, respect, I'm so impressed. <laughs> And it's probably almost unfair to ask this, but are there highlights? Are there things that you particularly remember? Or has it all just been so astonishing? It's all been 
What's the word? Fascinating. I mean, it's, I've learned so much. We've all learned so much. The puppeteers have enhanced their skills massively. I I've <laughs> learned about ways people live that I hadn't known about. I, you know, I spent almost no time in Turkey apart from research for this project a couple of years ago, traveling through the villages, towns, into the, into the mountains. I mean, the whole thing has been uh, uh, education at a profound level. Um, highlights, well, I suppose, you know, the things that come to mind are the moments at which people who are themselves vulnerable and living in challenging conditions who we met along the way, when those people are with us and respond to Amal, that's always very, very memorable. But that happens so frequently. Um, I mean, what that comes to mind is, is when we crossed from Turkey to Greece at, at the island of Chios. And on the island, there are refugee camps, quite well-known ones. And when she arrived in the town of Chios, there was a um, reception for her, a welcome for her that led her right through the town along the harbour into the town square and all the way she was accompanied by uh, people singing or playing music and then in the town square there were people from the refugee camp who'd come out to see and amongst them were women from Syria who stood on the side of the square with I don't know how many people couple of you know I don't speak the language with any real confidence what they were thinking but my understanding of what was going on is that people standing at the edge of the square looking at this image of a young syrian woman a child syrian child representing themselves or their own children in the center being celebrated being cheered being mm. admired um dancing to the music of the of the village and it's something I've been very conscious of, is that what Little Mal does is she takes the idea of people who have been marginalised, who have been shoved to the side, who are treated as less worthy of attention than other people, and, and puts them in the centre. She is the main character in the story, and when she walks through a a village or a town or a city and we've done a lot of that a lot of what we've been doing over the last months is simply walking through Cologne or walking through we had a long long like 12 12 kilometer walk through Marseille but we've done this many many times you just walk through a city led by this then nine now ten year old child and people are Moved by it. I mean, it, the puppet itself, or the puppet herself, is a is a is a wonderful creation. Yeah, I can certainly vouch for that. How did you feel the welcome at St Paul's compared to what you've been through? Because I had no idea that it could be like that. All those people, all those different ages, all those different backgrounds, united in this absolute excitement and delight and when I saw little Amal I pretty well burst into tears because I was so moved I couldn't believe it how real she was like a as you say it was like looking at a real child and I forgot how tall she was I'd, and she was so expressive and it, it was the most 
Uh, I called it heart-stopping, and actually the rabbi I spoke to, Laura Janiklausner, said, yeah, that should go with heart-stopping. Yeah, I think that's a good good word. The work at St Paul's was, I mean, that was uh, unforgettable. It was unforgettable. The moment that she climbed up the stairs and knocked on the door, and the door, and then there was a pause, and mm. I knew perfectly well it was going to happen. <laughs> I knew the doors were going to happen, but I still had a moment of thinking, oh, will the door, will they let her in? Oh. And then the doors opened, and it was very remarkable. It was, you know, it was created, it was a moment that was directed, imagined, directed, created by many, many people, but... The point is, so many people wanted to be part of it. Yes. And that's been the experience of this whole thing. It started as a, as a small thing, as a little thing, as a sort of crazy idea. And it grew because so many people wanted to be part of it and were brought in by, I mean, the artistic director, Amir Amir. Ali. Oh, and you um, know, Amir, yes, of course, Amir Zouabi, isn't it? Zouabi. Nizar is his middle name. Amir Nizar Zouabi. Um, who, who was an amazing facility for you know, imagining together, working together, developing ideas together. Um, and so, you know, the strength of it is the strength of the, of the, of the collaborators, of whom there are hundreds, and, the, you know, the friendships that have been made along the way. I was, was going to say it was heartwarming to hear the different faith leaders, wasn't it? There are different welcomes, and I got to speak to them afterwards, and they were amazingly interesting, and it, it was just beautiful. It was so inclusive. But I thought that was very special, I mean, that faith aspect. So I hope you agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I really wanted it, and uh, I was very glad that we had that now. At St Paul's, at the centre of the Anglican Church, and the establishment church of the country, that everybody was there. There were Jews and Buddhists and Catholics yes. and... Humanists and everybody, everybody was everybody together could welcome a child in need. I was so glad to get to speak to Reverend Lucy Winkle because I understand that she has been very much the prime mover and coordinator of, of everything in London, and that she was the one who realised it was too big for her own establishment. <laughs> yeah, Lucy was one of the first people we talked to about the walk years ago now, and she was immediately uh, enthusiastic about it. Um, I won't keep you too much longer. But one of the speakers brought up with me, I think it was, that there sometimes there's been an adverse reaction to her arrival. But that that's an interesting reality trick, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, well, you... no, not really. I mean, we know what the reality is. We we know that um, that as many people as there are who are sympathetic, there are probably equal numbers of people who are not sympathetic. And though when she was attacked and things thrown at her in uh, one place, only one place in, mm. in Greece. Only one out of, you know, yeah. about seven different meetings. But still, it was a bit shocking in the, at the time, but but was real. It was it was the reality that we knew was there coming to the fall. So it wasn't a surprise. It was I, nonetheless unwelcome. No, I, I didn't mean reality check. I meant no. it was, in a way, it was some. It, it showed people who knew about it what refugees are up against, is really what I meant. Exactly. Yes. Exactly, exactly mm. wrong. Mm. Exactly wrong. So I wonder what you think now her legacy will be. I mean, Journey's End is in sight, I suppose. She's in her. The, yes. The country where she's going. I hope she will find her mother in Manchester. 
I don't know, but I'm hoping so, obviously. So how do you see her legacy? Well, there's two ways, really. One is, as you may know, we've established what we call the Amal Fund uh, with the um, NGO called Choose Love uh, that supports refugees um, to raise money for the education and the welfare of young refugees. So we, we hope that that will grow to be of substantial assistance to some people. I mean, there's so many who are in need, and, and, and we hope that Amal's journey can have a, uh, an afterlife in that in a, uh, that respect. But more than that, or, or equal to that, or more than equal to that, is is the um, what we think of as a corridor of friends, is all the connections and relationships, people who've had some sort of engagement with Amal along her 8,000-kilometer journey uh, are now part of a, a single community. And we're thinking about ways in which we can keep that series of relationships that interconnect in a certain web but that chain of uh connectivity alive and if we can do that that would be a very good thing i i hope you can that sounds absolutely so wonderful if only you can i i think you might i i did actually manage to speak uh, to a family i just by chance what the family i was standing next to on the steps you know, sort of joshing with everybody else to get a good view. They were from Lewisham. They'd been at the event the day before. And, of course, that's oh, yeah. a special special borough sanctuary. And I thought, well, that also is, sounds like maybe there'll be more boroughs of sanctuary now because that's the first, isn't it? And It was the first. Yeah. It was the first, yeah. There are others in other parts of the country, but uh, mm. Lewisham was the first, yeah. yeah. Actually, the, the morning in Lewisham, when we walked, when she walked through the streets of Lewisham, that was, that was unforgettable. There were so many people, especially young people, um, but there were so many people in the streets who, who wanted, you know, by having even momentary contact with her to express or make clear their feelings about the state that our relationships with the refugees are in. It was a very memorable morning. Yeah, well, I think the whole thing has been memorable, will be unforgettable. And as I said, my first sight of Little Amal, it was a child. And it is, obviously, it's partly to do with the beautiful construction, with the way her eyes move, but she, she seems to have a life of her own, quite literally. Um, yeah, she seems like that to us. She, I mean, she does. It, it seems whimsical, perhaps, but she has presence. I mean, you know, the end of a session, she goes back in her, I think, I hope, comfortable box, but nonetheless, she does. Um, but despite that, she's a real presence for us, a, a child with a distinctive personality, and that seems to communicate to people. I'm sure it must do. And just finally, did she have a lovely birthday? <laughs> oh, yeah, she did. She had a very long um, birthday, yeah. uh, starting at the V&A in the morning, uh, with special little cookies that had been commissioned, really, by uh, Yotam Ossolenki. Oh. And then uh, a birthday film shown on the lights at Big Baby Circus, then a concert oh. for her with Mark Rylance and Boy Blue in Trafalgar oh. Square, and then a really fabulous like variety show really with music and, and poetry and dance at uh, the roundhouse so yeah it was a very good day and actually again at the roundhouse the reception she got the pleasure people take at seeing her is mm. is very strong oh, 
Well, I am so thrilled for you, and I'm thrilled for her and all of you. And could you please pass on to your all the team, but especially the puppeteer, my gratitude. I'm just overawed by your achievement, really, and all of their achievements. Well, thank you, Judy, and it's it's good to talk to you again. Thank you. God bless. I hope you get okay. to relax a bit right. now, please. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a while. <laughs> good. Okay. Thank you okay. for talking to me.